Welcome to Shoot to the Top, a podcast for professional photographers with web designer and marketer Sam Holland and professional photographer with over 20 years in the industry, Marcus Ahmad. Hi, Marcus. Hello there, Sam. Right. Um, we have another guest today, Marcus. I'm very excited. Today, we've got Olga Zidane, um, and she does so many things. I'm not quite sure how to describe what she does, so I think the best thing is we'll ask Olga to introduce herself. Olga, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Sam. It's a pleasure to meet you as well as you, Marcos. It's absolutely a delight to be here. Um, I will introduce Thank myself you. in a very short way because I don't like to do a big woo-ha out of who I am. I'm a mindset coach and a motivational speaker and uh, in everything that I do is all about transformation and change, whether it is couples retreats or my courses or my books or anything else. So it's all about transformation, change and growth. That's fantastic, Olga. What a great resume you've got there. And I, though we haven't met before, I've had a good look through a uh, website and your material. And um, I just noticed that you use photography really well. Your personal brand is super strong. And as this show is aimed at photographers, maybe you could give uh, a few tips and, and, and a story of how you arrived at that at that point. Absolutely. Yes, I'm more than happy to help that. Uh, well, I think my modeling background really helps me uh, oh. when it comes to my current work, uh, because being um, a model before, I learned how to pose, I learned how to use camera or how to be in front of camera, how to be a friend with a camera, but also how to collaborate with photographers, because I know photographers very often they struggle with models because they don't know how to pose. Uh, and models, I don't mean only professional models. I mean, anybody yes. who is in front of the camera is always a model, yes. right? Um, and it's always about collaboration. It's always giving permission to photographers and just saying to them, could you please advise me where to put my hands, where to put my arms, what's best? Because if we don't give permission to our photographers to do that, they will not do that because um, they don't have, they can do it. They don't have the feeling they can do it, right? Yes. So it is about giving permission to photographers that, hey, we are here to collaborate. You want to create the best photos ever. I want to receive or I want to look the best ever. So let's just collaborate. Let's just talk about what do we want to achieve. And I think really important bit um, when it comes to collaboration with a photographer is giving as many details as possible to photographer what exactly you want to achieve. Right. So then a photographer can prepare because it's not the same to get pictures in the museum versus hotel versus outside. You got to have different outfits. It's about the lighting yes. and stuff like that. So it's really important to give as many details as possible to the photographer. But also photographers must ask questions. Right. Because yes. if you don't yes. ask questions to what would you like to achieve? What is the outcome? What are, be, what are you going to use these photos for? How are you going to receive the information? Yes, I think I think you've really hit the nail on the head there, Olga, about this diving in deep. And we've talked about this on the show before with the client and having these conversations about exactly what both parties want, what's the outcome from it. I, I really just got to go back in a conversation and obviously my ears pricked up when you started talking about modelling, being an ex-fashion photographer. Tell me a little bit what it, what it was like being a, as a model for you. Well, there's a reason why I'm not modeling anymore, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> because being a model, 
Mm, it's not being a coach. It's not being somebody who has very strong personality. Being a model means you're super mega adaptable. You don't really have your own lifestyle as such because everything is based and worked around and planned around your castings, around your shoots, around your um, you know visits to your um, agency and stuff like that. So you don't really have independence because you're constantly dependent on what's the next job, what your next job is and what, what should you have for your next job. But also from another point of view, it was really helpful for me to be a model in the past because I learned lots of different tricks. For example, how to work with camera. That's one of them. Second thing yes. is how to always be camera ready. That's the thing people forget about, how to always be camera ready. Camera can capture you from any point at any moment, whatever you are. So you got to be always camera ready. And it's so funny how sometimes we will travel with my friend. And whenever it will be about doing some pictures in front of some stuff, like some I don't know, statues or, you know, some beautiful backgrounds, I would just stand and I'm ready. And she would take some time to take off scarf and take off these yes. and change your handbag. And I would say, no, be camera ready all the time. And for her, that was like, I don't understand what you mean. So it really helps when you just learn how to be camera ready. Okay, if somebody takes a photo of you, and especially when you're in the business, especially when you're a public person, you don't want to be captivated. You don't want to be captured on a picture in a way that you don't look very presentable, right? So be camera ready. Uh, be yes, camera I, ready. Yeah. This is a great notion. And I've, I've not heard that term before, but I think you really encapsulate what it's about about capturing that moment camera ready yes i really like that so, so Olga, oh, yes. the idea of camera ready sounds really interesting can you give some tips not for photographers but for sort of people in front of the camera what do you mean by camera ready what what can people do to be camera ready great question thank you so much well first of all ask yourself a question if somebody would take a photo of me looking like that would i be okay with that and if it's a no, because, oh, my hair is not done, well, do your hair. If it's a no, because oh, my nails are not done, then do your nails. If it's a no, because your jeans are looking the best on you, then change your jeans. Right? Whatever it is you think, I would not like to be uh, captured on the camera, then go and change that, right? And in fact, I would say the most important thing before even being camera ready, mm. go and do color and style consultation. Why? Because when you're wearing the right colors, when you're wearing the right style clothing, that means you are already 50% always camera ready. Cool. So Amazing. this is really important. And uh, other another tips I would say, just to make sure you smile. <laughs> cool. And, and uh, that's useful. That's really useful for people going in front of the lens, but also for photographers to give that as information out. I mean, that, you know, are you camera ready would be a sort of an amazing, you know, free download that photographers could give to, to you know, engage their, engage their clients, engage leads and stuff. Oh, I love that. Yes. Download. Yes. Again, because <laughs> as a person, as a client, you would like to receive as many tips as possible from your photographer yeah. so you can achieve the best results. And again, from my side, I'm always camera ready because it's a habit, right? It's from modeling. It's, it's always I there. I think really what's uh, what you're talking about here is also as a photographer, as an artist, it's, you know, well known this idea about working with your muse and it's a process and it's a creative process. And I think, you know, you build that process up. We talked about this in the show we did about subscriptions, about how working with a client on a regular basis, you get to know each other better. You get to know what works. And so it's, a, it's an ongoing process.
It really is. And that reminds me of the amount of times I have changed my hairstyle and hair color. And that meant I would have to go to photographer back again, again, again. And here's a little tip for the photographers. Keep in touch with your clients. If you see on social media, they have changed their style and you know they should be on a camera for one reason or another. You know they're a public person. You know they use their social media for you know business uh, promotion and stuff like that. Just remind them, hey, I see you changed your hairstyle. I see you changed yourself. Would you like to do another photo shoot? Boom. So, um, obviously, when you're working with these photographers, both a model and as a coach as you are now, when you're working with the photographers, how do you make sure they capture those moments that you're talking about? It really helps when we have previous discussions. This would right. really helps. Whether I have a photographer at my event, which I do like to have them because, again, selfies with the audience is not the same as a professional photographer, right? It's allowing, if it's possible, speaking with the venue beforehand, allowing photographer to come to the venue so they can look around before the event. They can see what is the lighting because they will have to bring different lighting if it's not uh, the way how it should be in a, in a room. It's very different between just being in the room and listening to the speaker versus a photographer taking pictures. Right. Not always the lighting is the same. So when it comes to my collaboration with photographers right now versus yes. back in the time when I was a model, it's about giving them as many details as possible, allowing them to come to the venue, if possible, beforehand, telling them what exactly what I want. Do I want a picture with the audience from uh, from behind me? Do I want a photographer to capture more pictures with the engagement of my audience? You know, what do I want? Because. Typically, a photographer, and, and you know it really well, will take about a thousand of pictures, but you don't need a thousand. You don't need a thousand of pictures. You need only a few out of the entire thousand. But that means they'll need to take many, many, many pictures for you to select one or two, maybe five maximum out of the thousand, right? But Correct. if you don't guide them, if you don't tell them what exactly you want from that venue, from that event, from this photo shoot, they will not be able to create what you want and you will walk away disappointed. And the photographer will not feel they have done a great job because for them, it's an art. For them, they are creative. And because I'm a big lover of photography, I'm not a photographer myself, I'm just using it as a hobby. I know how much satisfaction you get when you get the photo exactly in a whole perfection yes. as it could be, right? But it yeah. doesn't happen that often. I was going to say an interesting thing there, Olga, is you're saying you, you need to tell the photographer what you want from the photo session. You need to make sure they know. But I think also we have to remember a lot of people maybe only have one photo session every couple of years or, you know, once a year or something. So although you need to tell a person, also the photographer needs to ask, doesn't they? In some ways, the, the, the person having the photos doesn't always know straight off what they need to tell the photographer. The photographer needs to take that responsibility, I think, to to make sure that they get that information from the customer. Do you, do you agree with that? Oh, 100%. 100%. If they would have, um, I only came across once a photographer who had a form which I had to fill in with multiple questions. What are they going to be using pictures for? Uh, what is the mood? What is this? And that was super mega helpful because that gave me clarity. So I think if photographers would go into more details before the photo shoot, that will help them to deliver an outstanding job as well. So 100%, they should take responsibility as well. It's not only about the client uh, telling them what they want, but it's also about the photographer asking as many questions as possible. And what's really important on the day, clarifying that again. Because... 
circumstances can change, the mood can change, the weather can change, but clarifying again, what we're green is X, Y, Z. Are you still okay to do that? Or maybe something has changed. We all know that we change our opinions frequently, right? So I think clarifying on the day, what was the pre-agreed um, circumstances or outcomes or what you wanted, your wants and your wishes versus what are they now? Do you want to drop something? Do you want to add something? And building that mini relationship. So it's a um, friendly photo shoot. It's not, um, you know, when you feel stiff and photographer is just clicking the button and now we are done. No, yeah. but making that mini relationship work for two people. Yeah, that's really interesting. I guess that also needs time. So the photographer needs to be there, you know, not just two minutes for the photo shoot. Right. Are we ready? Let's go. They need time, don't they, to build that relationship, to spend the time beforehand, to chat to you before the event, even if it means they have to turn up, talk to you and disappear for an hour and then come back when the photos and they need that time, don't they, but rather than just it being a rush. Absolutely, 100%. And for that reason, very often, I would invite photographers to come to my events where I'm speaking or performing earlier than everybody else for them to have the feel of the room, for them to get different angles, test their cameras and stuff like that. Because it's not like, uh, you know, you come and start doing the job. Any professional will need some time to settle, to build a mini studio, whatever it is, right? I would never sit in front of the client and say, okay, let's go. It's about putting the things, opening my iPad, preparing, opening the client details on my laptop, putting the light, putting things together. So even that takes some time, maybe not three hours, right? But it still takes some time. The same for the photographer. And we have to respect that. We really have to respect that they need some time to prepare and again, give them opportunity to prepare. So really what we're talking about here, the crucial things on a photo shoot are doing the research beforehand and finding out uh, what the client what, and the photographer wants. Secondly, it's about maintaining a communication where ideas are going back and forth. Uh, I, and on the notion of ideas, I think that is really important as well. You've got to have, the photographer has got to have ideas. If something's not working, you've got to be come out and say, look, this isn't working, let's try something different. Or if a client might say, um, okay, what can we do here? The photographer has got to come up with an idea of something that's going to suit the brand of the person. Uh, would you agree with that, Olga? 100%. And, you know, I would like to give a little tip here because I learned the hard way. When you are still on the set, before you leave um, or before you change the location, because sometimes you will go from one corner to another, one location to another, check what you have done. No. I know photographers usually do check for the lighting, for composition, but that's what the client is looking for, right? So I think what's really important is as photographers checking a couple of previous slides on their camera, it's really important to show the client to say, are you happy with this? Because it could be a matter of just, oh, let me just, let me just do the same, but with my hand in a different angle. Right. And that is really important because you great photo with fantastic lighting, with everything looking great from photographer side. But from a client side, I might think, oh, we should have told me to move my leg to the side. Yeah, right? I think that's re really, really, really good. I mean, when I'm shooting with my clients, I shoot tethered. And by that, I mean, I shoot directly to the computer so the client can see the photographs as we're shooting them. But more importantly, to go along with what you're saying, we can look at the photographs in a grid on the computer screen large all together and see what the story is that we're creating. We can mm -hmm. look at one photograph and say, that's going to be great for a header. But what do we need that's going to show this? So we can start building it like a, a palette in front of us. 
Yes, that's fabulous. And also, you know what I think will be really helpful? I have never been asked this question before, but I I know it works with uh, hairdressers, for example, is when you go to the salon and you say, I want to change my style, this is what I'm looking for. How about bringing this to the photographers? Would that help photographers? I'm sure it would. You know, if we just come to photographers and we say, this, what I'm aiming for, I would like to get this. And also as a photographer, don't be afraid to ask for that. Is there anything particular you're looking for? Do you have an idea? Do you want to send the picture, what you're looking for? So I can actually, looking at the photo, can find the right angle, can find the right location or whatever else. Studio, okay, what lighting I should use in the studio in that case? If it is outside, what camera should I take with me in that case, right? So I think it just could be applicable as many times we do it in the hairdressing salons. It could be also applicable with photographers. What do you think? Yeah, I think you're exactly right. And I think we're talking about something that we're both know from the world of fashion and that is the mood board creating a mood mm. board be it on pinterest or whatever whichever way you're going to do it is that what you're talking about olga yes totally yeah the mood board i like the word yeah the mood board yeah for those of yes. us who aren't sure about a mood board can you expand a little bit yes uh, of course i can when you work and this is when the research and the planning stage you're going to get together and we say what's the bar for the shoe okay it's gonna be dark and moody it's gonna be light and airy and what we would do is in the old days, we would get magazines and we'd cut them out, stick them on a board. Uh, so we've got the mood and we get the board and we stick them on uh, like on a polyboard and on the photo shoot, we'd be using those as a reference, not copying them, but using these photographs as a, as a reference. And then I think the modern equivalent is creating something on like a Pinterest page. You can do that as well. Mm. I'm sure you can. Or even just taking screenshots and sending them screenshots by yeah. WhatsApp or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Okay. It's yeah, not yeah. about it's making just, that perfect. It's just about getting the idea across of what you want. We do a similar things with websites. We, yes. you know, when we build a website for somebody, one of the oh, first yes. questions you ask is, right, send us three websites you like and tell us why you like them and what you like about them. And also send us three that you don't like and tell us why you don't. And that really gives us a good idea oh. of what they're looking for. <laughs> That's a really good I idea, Sam. I've never thought of that. Yeah, yeah, that's quite good. I love that. Um, well, actually, speaking about what I don't like, I would like to bring one point which really helped yes, me. Um, yeah. Once uh, one photographer told me many, many years ago, it's about good side and bad side. Apparently, and I was told about this, and it really, really is true. Apparently, everybody, obviously, we're all not symmetrical. Our bodies are not symmetrical at all. And everybody has a better side and a worse side. <laughs> So yes. it is about finding your best side, whichever it is, and making sure you are facing photography with that side. And also, if you know something is not working, uh, for example, I'm quite tall. So some uh, postures or some you know positions of my legs will not work every single time like it would work with some other people, right? So knowing what works, what doesn't work for you and letting know about that photographer in advance will be really helpful too, I think. And when it comes to your bad side or good side, knowing that, or even as a photographer, if you see, okay, um, these person's photos are much better from this angle or that angle, just say that to that person because chances are this person has no clue what is their bad side, what is their good side. Yeah, that's excellent, Olga. And just as we're coming towards the end of the show, um, I, I mentioned earlier how struck I was with how excellent your personal brand is and the way you've used photographs to build your personal brand. Maybe you could just go through our uh, listeners some, I, I, you know, how, how you have achieved this, how you built your personal brand with photography. Well, by definitely using the best photo 
think that makes sense. But yes. also being there as a human being, anybody right now ah. working with anyone, they work with humans, right? And I can read about you as much as possible on your website, but if I don't see what you look like, I can't build impression about you. If I don't see what you sound like, if I don't hear it, if, if I can't observe it in action, uh, again, every profession is different. Every website is different. Every business is different, right? But if it's something more personal, like in my case, it is. I'm coaching people. It's very personable, right? For me, it's important to show people what I am like, who I'm like. And if they don't like me, that is fine. So this is just giving opportunity to people to see yeah. with whom are you going to be working. And that means go to those photo shoots, select those pictures which show your personality at its best. It doesn't have to be perfect picture. I'm never aim at perfection. Perfection is fake. We know it from Instagram, right? But I aim at, is this photo representing who I am? This is what matters to me most. Amazing. Thank you. And it's also, Olga, interesting to hear a little bit, because we've talked a lot about photography, about your travels and stuff. So your kind of business and, and you as a person don't really have a home base. Do you want to, I think it'd be interesting for, for our listeners to hear a little bit about that. Absolutely. Well, technically, I don't have a home. I have a storage. Um, and that <laughs> means um, that uh, <laughs> I have a very gypsy lifestyle. <laughs> That's true. Uh, well, let me tell you one thing. This is the lifestyle I was dreaming about. And when lockdown hit, and uh, they announced we have to close our offices, it was a blessing in the sky. Because my intuition told me, close the office completely, don't just temporary, but permanently, because it will be long term. And frankly enough, you want to travel full time. So why would you hold on to your office? So closing the office, shutting down it completely was one step closer to my dream of traveling full time. And that's exactly what we husband right now um him and i we both travel for work a lot uh sometimes together sometimes separately um it sometimes is easier sometimes it's calmer but bottom line is that we really love our lifestyle it means we are never at the same place for longer than days wow. which is fun yes uh, we really feel um excited when we can unpack fully because it happens very <laughs> rarely that's uh, will be very honest <laughs> a comment here but in time it's adventure because you learn so much about cultures. You you are there, you you take foods, you go sightseeing, you work. We still work all the time. It's not like a holiday all the time because I'll get bored if I'll be holidaying all the time like that. But it's like working within our working hours and then the evenings or weekends, we explore, we see things, we do things. And it really was my dream. And it's not for everybody. It's uh, It looks very uh, glamorous. It looks very exciting. It's not for everybody because not everybody can let go of the attachment to stuff. Not everybody can let go of the feeling of lack of safety when they don't have a home, for example, right? So it's not yeah. for everybody, but it is for us and it works and we are happy. And uh, my favorite location is where I haven't been yet. And I keep <laughs> saying that because I want to see more. <laughs> Amazing. And where are you now? In Montenegro. That's where I am now until Monday. On Monday, we're going to Sweden. Amazing. That's really interesting. Brilliant. Love it. And just Perfect. one more thing, just to finish the show up, Olga, if I may. What does the future hold for you? Give me some, give, what's the dream in, say, five, ten years' time? In more traveling, even bigger impact, um, more books will be written, and uh, I'll be even more happier. Oh, and I'm sure you will be. Fantastic. <laughs> <Amazing>. <laughs> It, Thank you. it has been amazing speaking to you, Olga. Thanks so much that you've given so much to our listeners. I've really enjoyed it. 
Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Marcus. It was a pleasure being on your show. It really was a pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. You can like and subscribe on your usual podcast platform. You can find Sam and Marcus on LinkedIn and at website for photographers.co.uk forward slash podcast. See you next week. Thank you.